Hey, welcome to hey. A, a catastrophically technical dude soup. Really sad episode today. Yeah. Um, there's a reason why James and Bruce aren't here. Levels are a little low. Oh, that keeps um, blinking. Yeah. It's a tough uh, day, guys. Me. Anyway, it's a cool episode. Remember when we switched to Mondays and we're like, that'd be fine. That was fine. Actually, if this were Tuesday, it'd be even worse. Oh, really? Uh, why yeah. is that? Well, if we had a laptop shit the bed and we had to immediately go out and do the podcast, at least we had an hour to try and fix everything. There was a strange thing this morning where all the computers at one time said, Anniversary update? You got it, baby. Oh, was that this morning? <laughs> or this weekend, Sometime. maybe. I don't know. Apple's going to start doing that shit. Anyway, hey. this episode is brought to you by uh, two fine sponsors, Dollar Shave Club and KitKat. Yes, that KitKat. Uh, you can get a you can get your first month at Dollar Shave Club for free. All you have to do is pay shipping. You can get yours at dollarshaveclub.com slash dude. And maybe if you need a little snack, maybe if your laptop suddenly doesn't boot on the day you have to do a podcast and you just take a little break, maybe go get a KitKat. For some reason, the... Monitor keeps flickering and losing signal, so that's cool, too. I like thinking that James and Bruce aren't coming back, but you guys just made me sit this far away from you. Mm-hmm. Is it really Girls, a girls are gross. Well, Thanks yeah. for coming, Elise. Oh, also, yeah, no James problem. and Bruce are in a meeting because apparently there was no other time anyone could talk about anything. It was Other it, than right exactly when we go live. I so. will say it has to do with a big project that we're working on, so it, it took some right. uh, priority, and I, I understand that. Yeah, these things take a little finagling. But... This is live now. Well, anyway. Yeah, what do you want to talk about? Uh, uh, I leave it to you because you're the roast master. No, Elise is the roast master general. Oh. I'm, uh, I'm just some guy that, that tries to get you guys to talk about interesting things. Well, something we're going to talk about is the fact that we went to Lawrence's and watched some pretty bad movies. Yeah, so I, I wanted to save that when everyone but, came back. That's well, the problem. I'll, yeah. I'll, go, yeah. I'll do the post show of that because okay. you left Adam. Oh, that's true. You got out. And you did the I was thing. leaving because you guys said you were leaving. We were. We were leaving. What happened? I, I, I like slide tackled people on their way out the door, oh. grab them around the ankles, they face plant. I'm like, oh, it looks like you busted out some teeth and you're bleeding. I drag them back in, hmm. doctor them up. But I make sure they don't get too good because otherwise they might leave me again. Well, before we could leave, Lawrence, uh, uh, we're standing up. Lawrence has hit play already on Han- hashtag Hanson versus Predator. Yeah, he, that's, that was my cue to leave. Oh, okay. Was it he started it up and I'm like, well, lift's here, gotta go. Yeah. Sorry. I never actually watched To Catch Predator. What? Because I just, I can't. I can't take secondhand embarrassment. Just I too can't much. take. Oh, embarrassment no. is putting it lightly, but. Not even, not, well, I'm just giving an example. I, I just don't like the voyeurism of watching people if be that. Put yourself way. in your, the shoes of a sexual predator. Got it. <laughs> Done. <laughs> now, Imagine if you got caught, what would be your response if Chris Hansen walked out? Do you, does, you, does your heart drop or do you go, I deserve this or do you like, this is a dream? What's your thought process? Me? You as the sexual I, predator. I mean, I don't know. I'm Sorry. not actually sexual. Oh, wait, sexual I just realized predator. I didn't introduce anybody. I think I'm, everyone knows who Benson is. Yeah. I'm, I'm Elise. Lawrence. That's Benson. Hello, Adam. Hello, Elise. Hello. I'm not James or Bruce. James or Bruce will be along shortly. Yeah, Sorry, I'm a little out of sorts. You're a... Uh, you're, you're doing okay. You're doing great. Oh. Yeah. All right. Anyway, pedos. Pedos getting blasted. Yeah. Why did this show need to come back? <laughs> because there's still pedos the out there. The so people demanded it. They funded it. The nar- yeah. Lawrence uh, being one of them. It. It's one of the few Kickstarters I've actually paid into. So the, the narrative of To Catch a Predator is pretty fascinating. Uh, apart from... Uh, there's a bit of a meta-narrative there. Essentially, the show, it got hard for them to catch pedos anymore because they drove them all the ground. Uh, they, I mean, that means they were successful, right? Yeah, basically. They... they they did the show on, it was like a Dateline thing for a while. And then pedophiles got so scared that they were talking to Chris Hansen every time that it got really hard for them to catch anybody. Um, Good. Yeah. Uh, Ten years later, now there's all kinds of social media. It's kind of adorable because 
uh, they they do set it up to be kind of the sequel to, to yeah. Catch a Predator, but they can't reference it. No, they can't because they they don't own it. It's like NBC's property. So it's Hanson B. Predator on Crime Watch Daily, which is some <laughs> man I don't know. I've never heard about it before this. It's like some kind of. Uh, it really does seem like kind of a rumor mag. There's a lot of a lot of Kardashian news and things like that. Rappers getting busted for things. Uh, but yeah, they picked up Hanson v. Predator for some reason, which I thought since I had funded it that it would just get released mm-hmm. on the internet to me who paid for it. But no, I have to go to not. a shitty website to see it broken up into five-minute chunks. But I do it because I love Chris. <laughs> We're, we kind well, of have wasn't the, the Kickstarter goal was like $10,000 or something like that? It was like very that. small. Apparently it yeah. doesn't take much money to scare I, up some pedos and <laughs> at, trap them. At the, also, it's pronounced pedos. Please get it correctly. Oh, sorry. I'm the, very uh, British. You, the, the pedo, the pedo live committee. Your, live your, your, community. your journey. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> I guess uh, my my problem with the show is mm. that it was always preying on really dumb, sad people who are also and pedophiles. It, They're yeah, also pedophiles, and I, I guess I one hundred percent agree with you that pedophilia is bad. You're you're agreeing with that, right? Um, or you're saying that? I mean, it's okay. Let's just agree it's a little fuzzy. So Lawrence, they can't. <sighs> Unlike the crotches involved with. If I, I understand from my my premier viewing of this kind of content. Touch me. They cannot Knock coerce the, the pedophile into engaging with them because so, then that, that would be entrapment. Well, I, okay, so I don't know exactly where the line is when it comes to entrapment, but their, their policy is they never, they never initiate conversation, mm-hmm. but once conversation is initiated, they, they will Put the not screws necessarily to play them. along. But. Yeah. Wrong metaphor. But. Uh, for all future pedophiles and stars of Hansen versus Predator, a little hint for you. Just don't go fuck a child. Well, I'm saying... If you don't see that girl, you run. Or a little boy. Well, they always have an actor there who is, who is 19 but is yeah. playing a 13-year-old. But wearing so like a bulletproof vest. Basically, and, yeah. And then has like a ponytail and is really like nebbish and scared. Uh, not to get off too off topic here, but right now we're watching the original Xbox 360 event. Yeah. I was so pissed off when they did this. Because check this shit out. So it's a woman. She like plugs it in. They didn't show the power brick. And I remember seeing right. this thing and being like, wow, that's, that's fairly slim. You got lied to. Wow. And then... It was a lie. It was you just one giant have, lie. You should have come out there like Chris Hansen, uh, Hansen versus Predator, and been like, hang on there, Missy. I don't see a power brick here. You couldn't have yeah. known, but... Hello there. Let so, me read some of your transcripts. <laughs> we, uh, in, the, in the middle of watching Hansen v. Predator, which is a delight, by the way, and, and it has like cheaters-esque overlays and terrible graphics. I, just, I feel like it... it uh, the cater is a very specific kind of person. Those I that mean, like to see justice? <laughs> I, I, so, another tangent. Not it. <laughs> Uh, okay, I'll start with the first one. So sure. we, we came up with our response show, oh, yeah. which is Lawrence v. Hansen. <laughs> Lawrence v. Hansen. Where, uh, where Hansen busts a pedophile, and in the middle of that bust, I roll out and be, Chris, I see you're busting another pedophile. Right. You thought you had a legitimate sting operation here, but it was all a trap. Lawrence, and now I've got you. Lawrence created the pedophile so he could court. Curse exactly. and entrap Tris, Chris Hansen. And I got to protect all the pedophiles out. out there. Oh, Chris God. You, you're, it, yeah. I know it, you're being funny, but man. It oh, progressed, really it progressed yeah. even further where it was the pedophile being uh, being confronted by Chris Hansen, but then he, Chris Hansen pulls off a mask and it's Lawrence. Oh, man. And he's like, don't worry, buddy. It's not, Chris, it's not Chris Hansen. It's me, Lawrence. But that Lawrence does not condone pedophilia in any way. Yeah. We should, we should, we should we, take we should, a, uh, I should have a timer up on the laptop so it's good. Like an air horn goes off. Oh, yeah. it's time to stop down and remind everybody Lawrence is, officially does not condone pedophilia. I just, Let's I always, talking about what, <laughs> I guess a more compelling show for me would be, rather than the cops tackling a guy with a sub high school education and then beating the shit out of him and being like, get out of here, dirtbag, would be like, almost like the, the biggest loser, where they're like, 
this guy really liked to fuck kids, but then we took him to a mental hospital and we fixed him a little oh, bit or something. Sure. Like I'd like to see the follow up on these people to see like rather than like give them some sort of help if they wanted it. Well, if, if they said, "Hey, are you aware that you you're like you probably have a disease and your brain's fucked up and you probably shouldn't have you shouldn't be fucking kids ago?" Yeah, I have a problem. I need help. Okay, you're going to jail probably, but we want to rehabilitate you and make you better. Does that sound good? And they go, okay. And then they do like a six-month follow-up. But I think the problem is people just want swift justice. And they want to just be like, yep, that man's in jail. When we already know the jail system is pretty bad and it just kind of keeps people in the loop anyway. So that's probably not great. Well, I don't know. It, it just, that, that always kind of left the unsettling feeling in me. I, mean, sure. the, I think that's the whole American like federal prison system where it's instead it's of re- rehabilitation, it's, re- it's incarceration. Right. So... I, I guess that probably for a lot of criminals, I'd be like, yeah, rehabilitation before any, but. No, ideally, but how do you go about that? Yeah. And then, and then you know, people are going to take advantage of that if they can. So a pedophile's like, yeah, you're right. I am sick. Yeah, let me talk to a doctor instead of going to the general population and getting my ass beat. Yeah. I'm, I'm speaking more Doogie general. Just, of course. I'm trying to get, I'm <laughs> speaking like more beyond the, the petters. Uh, <laughs> going, going, petters. <laughs> going a little further, there was, I remember, uh, I was listening to this one bit about, um, there was a prostitute and she was talking about how the prostitution system is like so fucked up in the sense that if you're a streetwalker, um, chances are it's hard for you to find a job doing anything else. And so then if you get busted for being a prostitute, you're basically now you have a criminal record and now it's going to be even harder for you to get a job. So now you have to streetwalk even more. And then it's just this perpetual oh, sure. loop of like, well, that seems kind of stupid. So it's almost like. Well, then what's the solution? Do you? I don't know if there really is. Financially oh. support an ex-prostitute so that she can not be a prostitute anymore? Oh, the prostitution should just be legal. Oh, well. I mean, if it's sex between consenting adults, that's what I believe. Well, sure. Uh, I mean, beliefs are fine. I don't know. It's, yes. Yeah. So there, there's kind of two stages to a problem. One is understanding the problem, which, yes, there is a recidivism is an issue. But solving it is not so easy as go see a doctor. Um, oh, no, not at all. Yeah. I was saying, but that, that at least... It's a little more proactive. It's more of a solution than going to jail and getting murdered. Can I ask, though, Lawrence, if a member of the clergy were to ever appear on Sue or Hanson versus Predator now, would the Catholic Church crack down and do Absolutely everything not. it no, could to quash there, that? There was a clergyman on uh, Catch Predator. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? There, oh. Not a clergyman, not like Catholic, but there was, there was a, I believe, a youth counselor that worked in a church. Oh. I don't remember specifically, you know... I, I know that I know that my encyclopedic knowledge of To Catch a Predator can usually be relied upon with 100% accuracy, but in this moment, I do have to admit it, a bit of uh, a, a lack of conviction in that statement. So there, there was somebody Christian-related Christian involved with the show. There was also like a judge that holed up and shot himself, I believe. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was kind of the finale of the show, which it, it put them in hot water with, with like legal issues because somebody basically killed themselves because they got busted yeah. on air. Um, but then also at, after that, uh, after the notoriety of that, it got a lot harder to pin down pedos on the internet. Pedos, excuse me. Petters. <clears throat> uh, well, there was the other story too about the, it was the Catholic preach who, a preacher who I believe did like molest like whatever, 150 kids or something horrible. He was just a despicable human being. Uh, but he was like murdered in prison and it was, oh, good. the story came out. I, I, so it's like, it's, I always have like mixed feelings about that where it's like, 
Like, all right, one less horrible person on this earth, but it's like at the same time, I don't really believe in mob justice. Oh, I'm a total advocate of prison justice, to be quite <sighs> honest. If you killed a kid or you molested a kid or, or raped a woman, and like, sorry, buddy. Yeah. You're, you... Well, let me, let me throw this one out there. Say you were wrong, wrongfully convicted. Double jeps. Well, no, but like, <laughs> say it's just like a total misunderstanding, and then you go to jail, yeah. and you're like, I'm trying to fight this, I'm totally innocent, and then you're like, well, you got convicted of a crime, that crime's so bad, you got murdered. It's like, do you I, guys watch The Night Of? Not yet. Oh. That would be a good you segue to that. <laughs> I mean, that's essentially the plot of that is where he's convicted. That, that's sort of my, I don't know. I, I, like I said, mixed feelings all around because yeah. it's all one giant piece of gray. And like, so on one hand, you're thinking, all right, justice works. And it's like, well, that's not how justice is supposed to work. I don't See, know. Like, well, Adam, I don't know. You've fallen into my, into my trap, my cunning trap. <laughs> I'm going to go over uh, here now. It's, it's more of a, um, <laughs> I think it's important to occasionally okay. remind yourself because, because, I don't know about, I can't speak for anybody else, but I live in a pretty happy world. The people that I interact with on a daily basis are generally very just and kind. Um, I mean, there might be an asshole here and there, but ultimately that's the worst I have to deal with. She gets stolen, right whatever. <laughs> I think it's important to remember that there are still monsters in this world. Um, and yeah, they're people, and maybe they don't control themselves. Maybe they didn't get the education they should have. Maybe they had issues. On Hanson v. Predator, there was, a, uh, there was a, an Iraq vet that, came back and said, ever since I came back from the war, there's just things that I can't control anymore. Mm -hmm. And he talked about how, like, being with a kid was really attractive because, not, not like, physically attractive, but he wanted that lifestyle again. He wanted freedom. He wanted time. He wanted to just, like, chill out and enjoy his life again. And maybe, maybe on a deep level, there's, there's a lot more there than just, I want to fuck a child. But still, those people are there, and they're in the world. And, and living my life, it's easy for me to think that a lot of things are fine, and they're not fine. And on top of that, it's really easy for me living in a fine world. And Adam, I'm not saying you do this, but I certainly do. It's easy for me living in a fine world to think there are simple solutions to things. Oh, yeah. And yeah, it is very gray. Um, where Absolutely. you have to contend with your own desire to want to, to want to see justice, kind of like you were talking about. But then you also have to acknowledge, well, there's that. But what's, what's the best thing for everyone involved? And certainly catching, catching a pedophile before they actually molest a child is great for everyone involved. I'm saying that's a, that's a great first step. Yeah. I mean, if someone has actually committed the act, horrible human being. Um, obviously, I think everyone is entitled to some sort of rehabilitation rather than you fucked up, die, because it's like, well, how are we going to be better as a society if that's the blanket rule where you fuck up once and you die or you fuck up once and you're punished for the rest of your life regardless of the crime? So you don't agree with life sentences or the death sentence? I don't, I mean, that's, that's a whole other... That's a, yeah, I, when I say I'm an advocate of prison justice, I'm 50% joking. Okay. In that it, the whole, legality is, as a whole is, is a completely like gray area in terms of the legal system and innocence and like due process. In terms of, do I think that if somebody is uh, like rightfully convicted of something and something happens to them in prison, am I, am I going to feel sympathy for them? Probably not. Probably not. Well, I probably won't like feel too sympathetic for their plight of you did something terrible to a person and something's happening to you. I'm sorry. Sorry, I'm not sorry. Yeah. Hashtag prison justice. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's like, like go Never even, seen Oz. Go even simpler. It. I guess it's like if someone was in a position where they stole something and they went to jail and then they got beat up a lot in jail and they got sexually assaulted. They don't they said, deserve that. And then they said, I mean, like, what's what's the difference though? Like, it's sort of like. Well, you didn't. You wouldn't, you wouldn't, you know, I'm rape a car. I don't know. I, I'm more of a, I guess my mindset is like, well, if you go to prison, 
the idea is like, it should be an educational system. And it's been proven that a more educated person is less likely to commit a, like a, a smaller crime, like a petty crime. They'll commit a much bigger crime, like, uh, you know, deceiving somebody like the entire housing market and stuff like that. So it's like, hey, go do that crime mm. instead of, you know, stabbing somebody uh, because you need to, you know, pay for crack cocaine. Like, I, I don't know. It, it's such a big, well, heady, different sure. conversation. Like, obviously, like, experts on no, this. God, no. no. But like, we don't deserve, I don't know why we got on this. Well, like, well, I miss James and Bruce. Scandinavian prison systems are all about rehabilitation, and they're also, like, very, like, white-collar in their actual, uh, like, the way that they they are. Like, they're very much more, like, a a luxurious experience compared to... American prison there, there was a story I remember reading I don't know how true it is it was a teacher told me this like back in high school but it was a story about a Japanese prison that was like their entire mentality was like about rehabilitation and actually like making you a better person and there was an earthquake an entire wall fell it happened to be the there. wall and they all oh. looked over and they all stayed in the prison because they're like no we, we want to get better yeah and I was like oh that's kind of interesting that could be totally fake though so who knows no I was reading something about like Nor I think it was prisons in Norway and just about how the the um, there may actually be even a cap on the amount of time that you can spend in prison. I may just be making that up from a weird mental memory that's not true. Hmm. But also that it's all about like, like re-education and, and making you a, a more like fitting member of society so that you can go back and be like, I'm not hmm. going to do the same thing. And, and their, their turnaround on people coming back into the system is so low. Um, hmm. And I mean, they, don't, they obviously don't have the kind of like, prison population that America has. I, I, st I went to Norway last year for like just a brief moment, but I remember walking by like a church and they were just like, that's where they would hand out like little packets of heroin for like heroin addicts and be like, here, here's your small hit, like a methadone clinic yeah. sort of. Mm -hmm. But then um, the really interesting thing was all the, um, the public restrooms had these blue lights. I saw a thing post up on Reddit this weekend where someone like just discovered this, but it was a cool, it was an interesting thing so that junkies couldn't see their veins. Oh. And it was like. So they just keep stabbing? I guess. It's just like, just get it in me. I don't know. I thought that was kind of fascinating. Not, not that it has anything to do with the conversation that we're talking about. Oh, what I the think it fuck does. are we watching? Cyber Swine. What is Cyber Swine? It's a great video game. Gonna, I don't know. I'm just looking for background noise at this point. No, it's or background fine. video. No. So it's, I mean, oh, you yeah. hit on an interesting topic. I think there are a lot of programmatic ways to change human behavior for the better. Sorry, look at that camel toe. Oh, yeah. Aww. Ro robo toe. <laughs> Sorry. I think one of the problems, one of the, it, <laughs> it, it, it is and isn't a problem because in a, in a republic or, or dem democracy as we have, it's shades of both, um, people have to vote and that means that every goddamn idiot has their say. So you can have the data saying, this method is better at dealing with human beings that have broken society's rules. And you can show that to people, and people can say, I choose not to believe that. I want to see this person go to jail and, like, eat shitty food and get Prison beat up. Prison justice. So it's, and, and, and for us, we elect officials that then vote on policy. So it's, uh, it all comes down to, yeah, there, there may be some ways that are objectively proven better, mm -hmm. but if you can't convince your society to vote on that, and you can't convince your elected officials, elected officials to vote on that, you're not going to get it. I, I figured it out. The problem is, this is just a, this is a state problem or i guess i'm just i'm just speaking on behalf of the united states um yeah show, give but, it to us mr robot well no so the problem is there's only 50 states we should have four million states each composed of about 600 people no more no less something like that and that way we're all just our tiny little island and that way that's what the it, house of representatives did no but smaller <laughs> like think about it as like every city gets their own you know you know who doesn't have problems <laughs> like municipalities islands. adam Sort of. <laughs> Islands are perfect. If 
we just so you have 600 people you build a fence spend <laughs> 600 people just keep them all in there you just keep all these small Surround pods with towers just give them some room to yeah. graze yeah all, and, walk around a little bit and each each fenced off area is an independent nation of fence dwellers mm. um and i'm sure they would love other fenced areas i fixed it you did yeah man how did you do that i'm curious uh, i'm obviously joking because i have no solution to any of this i'm i'm more like team mars because i'm curious how that's going to go down i watched a bunch of ted talks this weekend with like elon musk and i was like mars sounds like it Makes sense. Yeah. Just go there. But then how long? There's no water. It's, it's frozen. You'll find it. Oh. Yeah. They're going to terraform that bitch. I mean, we're going to be long dead, but um, I was thinking about that. Well, like, in someone's mind, they're thinking, like, man, I got to just get off this planet. And they're going to be like, one, one way trip to Mars. Are you in? Like, yes. They're going to get there. As soon as they land, they're like, man, I miss pizza. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, where's the internet? <laughs> this Mars pizza is bullshit. There's no porn here. Oh, shit. Yeah. I always love the Simpsons where they just fire all the, the like terrible people into the sun. <laughs> like oh, Courtney geez. Love. I, I guess you guys remember that? There's like a rocket headed for the sun. Oh, it's so like the trip like, to Mars could be like a yeah. trick? Yeah, just yeah. send all the great people to Mars. And Oprah. Leave. Oprah would make Mars livable. Yeah. You know what else would make Mars livable? Dollar Shave Club. Nice. Oh, boy. They're sponsoring this podcast, so. Sounds good. Uh, yeah, Dollar Shave Club sent me a Dollar Shave kit, which is fucking awesome, by the way. They do more than just razors. Their, their soap is delightful. Lavender, sandalwood, and some other manly thing that I'm not too sure about. Absolutely. But, uh, it's, uh, man, smelling good is a wonderful thing. Uh, coming from somebody who typically has a pretty neutral smell. Right? Say yes, please. I think you smell they, yeah, neutral. Thank you. Good. Very ah, neutral. I do. Uh, they, uh, they sent me the executive blade, which it, it feels good reaching for something called executive in the morning. And it has five blades in it, so I'm stepping up my, my razor game. Um, there's also uh, shaving butter. I don't know if you guys are familiar with this. It felt a little weird slathering something called butter all over my face. Not that I, I mean, I do it normally, but not when I'm shaving. Uh, but it's actually much better than shaving cream, because shaving cream is like thick and foamy and it clogs up my blade and I got to rinse it out a lot. Shave butter is just like this nice little greasy film and it lets you zap all the hair off and it's wonderful. I'm, I'm a butter man now for life. <laughs> so thank you, Dollar Butter man with uh, you, can, you can skip the drugstore and never buy locked up razors ever again. Uh, they also deliver razors right to your door for the third of the price of what normal razor cartridges cost because that's a whole, man, that's a whole thing. It's like giving the printer away so you can sell the ink. Assholes. Uh, so you can get your first month at Dollar Shave Club for free. All you have to do is pay shipping by going to shaveclub.com slash dude. Once more, that's shaveclub.com slash dude. Uh, I've been trying to shave more because mm. whenever fan art rolls in and I just have this greasy mess around my face, oh, the babies, they see me that way. You're mm. usually I taught them how. Like clean shaven most of the time, I'd say. Sometimes. I get a little lazy with it. Jam I like playing video games. James doesn't as much as I would like him to. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> Stephanie tells me that too. Apparently, women don't like to be rubbed up against like sandpaper. Yeah. I don't get it. But he has actually, Rugged. he's used Dollar Shave Club for like, I don't know, five or six years. And like has never stopped because he loves it. Well, don't speak on behalf of the dead. <laughs> Is that, are they coming or what? I feel I like we, know, there's, there's also cool shit we can talk about, but I feel like we can't talk about I, it. I, I want to talk about Westworld. We can't. I want to talk about Son of the Mask. Oh, we I can't. can't. I got plenty of shit for you. Neil Breen can't. can't. Hey, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, well, nah, we should only wait. two Don't of us have upset. seen it. I was going to keep talking about pedophilia, but fine. I'm getting real tired of that subject. It's um, what can we talk about? What can we talk about? Um, That's the thing, Adam. You haven't heard about cummies yet. Tell me about this. Okay, tell me about cummies. All right. Is that like the you screamies? Know what? Don't. 
<laughs> yeah, it's like the streamies. How did how did cummies come about? What did what happened? Oh boy, you're, well, talking, you're talking about like uh, fourteen year old girls who call you daddy. Yeah, actually, okay. that's that's pretty much it. You you've more or less nailed it. But there's a song. Oh Lord, help us! There's a song. Let me make sure that the volume's up for this. Oh, um, also, I guess viewer warning: this stuff's pretty kinky. If you can call it that. Anyway, oh. uh, let's see here. Oh, hello. Wait, oh wait, hold on. It's all muted. I'm gonna throw that up there. All right. Now this is like some. This is some silence of the lamb shit. Just so you're aware. This is like dinosaur claws. We can stop now. It's almost done, Adam. You can make it. Is it? It's been four minutes. We can stop this, right? There you go. You made it. Cool. What the fuck was that? Uh, so, fuck, man. So it's weird. Not only has. Hey, I'm done. Yeah, sure. Fuck it. Mom's spaghetti. Um, Did you hear about Eminem and the MMA? No. They said if you play uh, Eminem uh, as your walkout music within the MMA, you have a higher chance of losing. Really? Than wow. not Eminem. Cool. What about Papa Roach? How do you do if you play Papa They've Roach? They've all lost. <laughs> Wait, the fighters are Papa Roach? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that was a James joke. Mm. He would have done it faster. Yeah. Oh, James. Mom's spaghetti. <laughs> So anyway, I won't yeah. I won't belabor the point, but yeah, what's coming? It's it's babyfying it's babyfying cum basically. Oh, yep, yep. It doesn't need to be babyfied. So that's part of the hey, they're here. Hey, so Jim. it's part of the it's there's a whole kink set that's that's blowing up in in meme circles. Okay, so it's girls who want daddy's cum, but they want to make it cute. Yeah, you nailed it, man. That Bye. makes no fucking sense. <laughs> Bye, James. Bye, yes. I had to look that shit up. Thank you, thank you, Adam. You 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 really honed in on that. I don't know, so much like Hanson v. Predator, I think occasionally it's important to remind yourself that there are, there's just weird and terrible shit out there in the world, and uh, you don't have to understand it, but maybe it's good to acknowledge that it's Elise, there. have you just been sitting there silently the whole time? <laughs> like you haven't uttered a word? She, uh, she's not talking out of protest. That's good. I'm, I made some comments about prison justice, and now I feel ostracized. <laughs> oh, well, prison justice? Because you guys weren't here. Man, what did I miss? Well, Lawrence wanted, they want to talk about Handsome versus Predator. The, yeah. Oh, I the love that show. Sequel. It's back. And, and then it got into like, what do you think about pedophilia? And we're like, oh dear. And so I feel like there's a lot no of stuff. No new PlayStations or anything? No. Sadly, no. Wait, wait was Elise on the uh, prison justice side? Yeah, I'm an advocate Actually, yes. for prison justice. Yes! Fuck yes! Yeah. Yes! Prison justice all the way, baby. I agree. Yeah. Fuck those rapists. <laughs> That's what they do. I know. Yeah. That's a joke I was making. Yeah. Spell it out. Anyway, wait, sorry. So are you guys we're against prison justice? No, no, it didn't really come down to that. Personally, I'm, I'm of the opinion that I don't. I don't have enough information to decide what the best course of action is. Oh, sure. Mm -hmm. I feel bad for anyone listening who's like, we already did this. Yeah, basically. <laughs> We're just reiterating. We can, anyway. we can skip right over that so we can talk about Westworld. Let's do it. Thank oh, God. Yeah, let's do it. How are you feeling, Adam? I you feel like some up? prison so justice will come sweaty. to Westworld. So much better anyway, at Westworld. I, at certain point. I am just a visitation of, of terrible things in this world to remind you that life is not clean. I know. We'll you get back to that in a minute. The world's you getting, guys can pretend Westworld The, the world's getting better. It used to be much worse. No. Well... Yes. Yeah. I think it's that bad things don't happen in a vacuum anymore, yeah. which is so, a good thing. So I think the, the thing to remember, and what I always try and do, is that we are always in the middle point of a barometer of morality. Okay. But you're always in the middle. Society will always be in the middle as the color palette 
moves behind this, the barometer. So you know when you're like, this Photoshop thing, you know Photoshop. Oh, that's kind of the thing that you like to do. <laughs> mess around with your little animal whatever. Off, I, I never know what he's doing over there. Like you know, you, hey, so Adam, weird. listen to me here. Listen. So he's uh, you, know, about. you know how when you're like trying to change the color hue on something? Yeah. You got that little thing in the middle, and then you slide that. You don't move that all around. Why are you singling that's me That's the out? saturation. I just... No, because I'm saying you need, don't touch you need me. pictures to figure out. <laughs> I think that's what morality works. So you're saying it's a pendulum, basically. No, like no, it, it's the opposite of a pendulum. It's, it's, it's a palette. pendulum that isn't moving. It's always in the center. It's just the the extreme, the worst and the best are the things that are changing. Oh, I see. They're what you're always okay, sliding. Got it. Okay. You know, it had a beautiful color palette, Westworld. Imagine, if you will, <laughs> a theme park with unlimited possibilities. <laughs> yeah, boys. You got me. Yeah. Colors, the cinematography, so, Westworld. Ev- so while everyone in this room, uh, except for Lawrence, except for Lawrence, has yeah. seen Westworld. Are you even familiar with Westworld in any way, shape, or form? Incidentally. How so? Crazy robots. I don't know. Okay. I saw the if, Simpsons episode. I was going to say, if you've ever seen the episode of The Simpsons where they go to Itchy and Scratchy Land and then all the robots rebel on them, uh, most of us were like, oh yeah, Jurassic Park. No, no, my friend. Not at all. Westworld from Michael a completely Crichton. different author. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. The Itchy and Scratchy Land. Gosh, that episode may have come out. Was it like right after Jurassic Park or was it right near? Hold on. It was can after. We, can we look into Michael Crichton's history and see, like, what horrible, ex- did he like get like tetanus from a roller coaster when he was a child or something? He hates amusement parks. He hates theme parks. Or- this world is, is based in an amusement park? Well. Mm. Of the future, my yes, friend. Yes, That's yeah. the best thing about the show. Spoiler. I can only talk about the show is that it doesn't, it's the only J.J. Abrams oh. thing, TV thing that doesn't start with a question. Is it just no. produced by Abrams? Uh, Bad Robot, it? yeah, so his name's on it. Oh, so he didn't but- direct it. No, 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 not at all. It's actually uh, Chris Nolan, uh, Chris Nolan's brother, Jonathan Nolan, who's like the writer, the head Jay writer Knowles. on it. Jay Knowles, they call it, yeah. They usually, they usually co-write and I think produce or direct. Yeah. Well, not, not direct, but, but produce there's, on most of their movies. There's a lot of talent involved, but essentially there is a theme park uh, littered with robots, but the most advanced robots you've ever seen. Sure. They're human-like. Like, they get to the point where someone will do like a, a little cute thing with like their hand, like, a, like there's like a prostitute robot. She like does a little thing with her lip and like, oh, I really liked how she did that. That's really subtle. Like it's all these like small human characteristics. A reverie? Yes. Basically, but they, they basically do the same thing every day and then guests come in and they get to like live their like Wild West fantasy. Yeah, it's and like rich people can yeah. pay to go to this world where then they can exist within like a hundred different narratives. Each day has a different narrative where all these synthetic beings play it out. As okay. far as we can see, it's totally real. Like basically all the robots are completely real life-size things like mm-hmm. horses, people, everything's life, life-size life mm-hmm. and, and real, I think. I mean, it seems Maybe. to be. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. It I'm, seems to be the yeah. base, the way... The way things interact, I think there's another layer of deception. Oh, well, course. obviously, there's like Ed Harris's character, like looking for something. I'm calling right now. I think that the people running the park are also robots. Well, I thought that the 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 female. I don't know who she, what her position was, but like the executive level, yeah. oh, like yeah, yeah. kind of reminded Security me of the president guard. from Battlestar. Woman yeah. with a weird she, accent. She. Yeah. I thought that she was like a synth. Lawrence, you're gonna love it. Yeah, you're going it's, it's, it's good us. stuff. And I it's feel really like I, I don't want to spoil it for you it anymore. Seems kind of predictable. Um, it, that's the best thing. It's not about guessing the next thing. It's yeah. not about questions. Yeah, it's not. That's the best thing about the show. It was. It's not lost. Yeah. It's so, not like, oh, what about to unfold this big mystery? Oh, I hate that shit. I, I know. I that's what I'm saying. It isn't that. Yeah. It's like it's this simpler. is what's going on Just right a, now. Let's watch it unfold. A really yeah. imaginative science fiction scenario is the way that like I was watching it. Like I, th- I think this is really neat. In the it, and, it might and original. make a turn because. 
bad robot teams involved and everyone needs a twist or whatever. But so far, what they've done with just the first episode, it's like, this is refreshing. This it, is nice. They've, cool. they've just laid it out for me. Th this is the best part. This is basically Groundhog Day, but for the robots. Yeah. And so all the normal humans who pay to go to this park, they'll be like, hey, it's this one guy, Ted, and it's James Marsden or whatever. James Marsden, yeah. He's, uh, he's like this cowboy or whatever. And like, he basically either lives or dies every day, but no matter what, he wakes up and it's him waking up on a train and he's in this Wild West town and he has a narrative that he has to play. It's like an NPC in a video game. And depending on what the other people do, he'll interact with them. And so there's like a group of like bros who are like, oh, you're gonna love this guy. He takes you on crazy adventures. Yeah. And they pull him and he's just like, there's one part where he's just sitting like, Staring at the savannah, like flies crawling on him. Yeah, and that's the, the other. So the big thing is that the robots can't hurt anything, and that's sort of like the plot that they're revealing is that the well, robots are unable to harm anything, and they keep using flies as a sort of like an example. So well, like a fly will land on a guy's face, and the robot kind of glitches they, out because he wants to kill it, but he can't. They also update the robots' firmware to improve them. Is like so it's like layers and layers of firmware updates. So they're uh, like, yeah. oh, we're gonna roll out a new update, so that way they can do like more realistic thing. Like uh, they can have more fluid more conversations more and stuff. Yeah. It's they're... funny because it's a lot like a phone, or it's a lot like an application, or it's like we're rolling out these updates. It's because these checkboxes, but they're piling it on. It's just more and more data on top of with more and more complexity. So like some of the robots have have been like in the park for three years. Yeah, like. They've played different but roles. Just, yeah, different roles being updated, constantly updated, and, and they're finding like, oh, well, there's kind of a glitch there, so we'll roll that back and then we'll fix it. But it's like tiny noticeable glitches could mm -hmm. create, it. basically that's what humanity is, tiny noticeable glitches as we moved on through the evolutionary process, that's and that's our adaptation. And basically it's, it's uh, evolution on a much smaller scale. Yeah. So think about an NPC in a video game gaining sentience, basically. Eventually waking up one day and being like, Hell, what am I doing? Like, what have I been doing for the last 30 years? Yeah. That's what's happening. And it happens in the first episode, um, which I really appreciated because I was like, I know the story of Westworld and the story of like those sorts of things where I, I was like, all right, I know it's coming up. And they get right away, they get to it. And yeah. you're like, oh, okay, cool. Well, there's a really cool part where, so there's this main character. Who's the actress? Evan Rachel Wood. Evan Rachel Wood, yeah. So she's like, it's kind of, she's like one of the main characters. She's like, they say she's the oldest one. But then there's a part where her dad finds like some trash and it's a picture of a woman in like New York. And he's like, the hell is this? And it starts making his brain break. But then the girl who's been there forever looks at the picture and goes, I see nothing wrong. I see nothing. So it's like she's programmed not to see it. There's something up with his memory or his firmware where he's seeing it and he just starts kind of spazzing out. And then like his old firmware and his old memories are coming back. Hmm. And you're like, that's a really fascinating question. Like what happens when the robots get smart enough and they're around long enough that they start to remember things that have been erased? Or you thought that's been but, erased. But the best thing about it is it's not beating you over the head with that philosophical no. kind of question. Of what is sentient? It's just more what like is a cool sci-fi fun yeah. thing yeah. that like appears to be building to some sort of like... Catastrophe. Yeah. But you're like, I don't know who I'm rooting for. Or like, I kind of just want to watch. Like, yeah. it's weird. It's like weirdly, like, I'm in the theme park. I just kind of want to watch it go down. And like, mostly what I want to see is a group of dudes in the outside world being like, let's get on the plane, we're going to Westworld, and like, I want to see how you get a ticket and how do you go to this thing. But they're very coy about that sort of stuff. So I'm sort of like, where's that going? That's yeah. interesting. It's, it's really, it's really interesting. Where is Westworld? I, I think uh, you'll enjoy it. I mean, it's well produced, well acted, well written. You know, all the all the usual stuff. Just yeah. like the general like framing throughout the episode of having the the real world and then the 
narrative world of Westworld, and it's moving back and forth between the two. It prevents the plot from starting to feel stagnant. Like, as you're watching it, you're like, okay, it's really nice and refreshing to be back in this world and see what's going on and how they're reacting to what's happening in that world. And because I'm not, like, I'm not a huge Western fan. If it's a space Western, maybe. But, like, <laughs> Western general, I'm not, I'm sort of, sort of lukewarm on. And so the science fiction aspect is what I'm most interested in. And I really liked it. There was a short-lived that. show. Uh, it was only, like, I think three or four episodes, but a thing called uh, Ascension. It was on sci-fi. Oh, yeah, it was supposed to, so the, the plot of that was there's a group of scientists on Earth, and they had launched a spaceship uh, to go find different planets, like, 50 years ago. And the idea was, like, to see if... Uh, life can sustain on this ship, and, the, and or life is sustainable. And so, because they realize humans can't live long enough to go to like Jupiter or whatever where they're trying to go, and so the idea was the third generation will get there, but we need to be able to raise families. And it's very Bioshock in the sense that like it's sort of like there's a society, but it's stuck in a time period of the '50s, even though it's now 2015. Yeah. And it kept cutting back between the scientists and the people on the spaceship uh -huh. going back and forth. And I was like. Oh, it's kind of what Westworld is, and you keep having these jarring back and forth moments of future and past, future and past, but they all take place in the same timeline. Sort of thing. Well, here's the real thing, Lawrence. The, anytime they're like dealing with the robots having issues, they're always naked. So it's naked people yeah, everywhere. Nudes, nudes Fat all the naked time. Naked people, skinny naked people, chicks, dudes, naked all the horses. time. Horses. Yeah. There's horse cock. Are they? Uh, do they shave the horses? Uh, That's true. They they actually. They, they build actually, the horses. They build the horse. So you see a horse hairless, uh, and then you get to see it afterwards. So if you rewind that scene, it does look like it's been shaved. How hot is that hairless horse? It's pretty hot. It's pretty I good. mean, it's <laughs> less hot than the haired horse because of the hair. HBO shows a lot of horse cock. I just realized it's not enough as far you as You you can see the like, muscles rippling as it's like, flexing yeah. Oh, yeah. and being yeah, yeah, strong yeah, and beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yes, absolutely. There's like a lot of that. It's just that power and beauty that mm -hmm. is so yeah. interesting and around. My, my fear is the show is going to get bad. As always. Well, is it, so is it a miniseries or is it a... I hope it's, it's, a, I hope it's, it's a miniseries. Series. I tend to it's wait until... I hope so. I oh, swear I to God. So. I'll look right now. Hold on. See, either... This yeah. is why I don't like starting shows. Because either I want to know it's garbage from the start, so I don't get my well, hopes up. Or it needs to be over and done. But and then I'll start watching. I agree. I love miniseries. But I hate shows that are don't have an end but ask a question. This show doesn't ask any questions. Mm. So as far as I'm concerned, you can go forever. You can go as long as you want to because you didn't ask any questions. You're not like holding anything back or yeah, throwing anything. Like, fair. like yeah. you can just keep going forever and just mm. keep making stuff up. There's you know? a show coming I'm really hopeful about and it's actually a miniseries and it's coming to sci-fi and it's called Channel Zero. And it's James, I've heard me talk about it um, ad nauseum, but I'm excited for it because I, it's a two series, a two season miniseries. It's called Channel Zero and it like, takes its plots from creepypasta stories, but not in a not in a way where like, it necessarily will make you roll your eyes. I think the basis for the first season is that there's a creepypasta story about a children's show that all these kids watch, and they all remember it, and they all talk about it. But the story ends with, with parents saying, like, yeah, my son used to go and just sit in front of the TV staring at static. Like, watching nothing for hours on end. But all these kids have this memory of the show that they used to watch, but the <laughs> show never existed. I think that's the basis for the first season. But uh, season. it's, wow. like, coming in next week it starts, and I'm really I'm really hopeful for it, excited, yeah. uh, a little scared. I've, I've been waiting for, I mean, I guess Black Mirror is the closest thing Black to Mirror's it, coming. but, like, a modern Twilight Zone that's good. That's what I'm hoping this might be yeah. a little bit of. So that stuff's really fascinating, because Creepypasta is kind of, and, like, SCP Foundation, I don't know if you guys are familiar with that, but... This is sort of the modern internet take on folklore, 
Mm. It's really fun to see certain stories get repeated. Or like Slenderman came from that. Yeah. 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 It's kind of interesting. Did you find anything? Um, yeah. So it's a, it's a series. Oh. Uh, it's like a seasonal series. And um, they're saying each, each episode's about $10 million. Cost about $100 million <laughs> to make the first season. Ugh. Um, they said the pilot episode cost around $25 million. Yeah, but then you got all the pieces. All the cameras are bought. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You Everything's know, bought. You got plots. James Marsden. You, you got, got James Ed Harris. And the horses are done. You got Anthony Hopkins. Most of your horse there are ten episodes, just like Game of Thrones. So I'm guessing if it does it's, well, it'll get a second. I'm that's thinking the thing, this though, is their show to carry over past Game of Thrones. I, I hope so. I mean, once. So the thing is, those 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 thematic questions you guys are talking about are interesting. Um, I imagine that the show will never. Provide much more food for thought on that matter. Maybe they will, but at a certain point, unless a story ends, it ceases to mean something. So Game of Thrones meant something for a while. It was kind of commentary on like civility in a savage land, or Kingdom of Heaven in that regard. But now it's just people. It's just terrible people fucking each other over, and it's. That was always terrible people fucking each it other. It was, over. but but I mean, once once the you kid see gets that, pushed out a window in the first well, episode. But, I mean. Game of Thrones has perpetually been the show what these people are capable of for evil or for good, and then show what happens when there is a force that unites those two, those two abilities and motivations. And it's taking, I get, get it's taking several seasons to do that. But the very first scene of Game of Thrones was them fighting the White Walkers or dealing with the White Walker threat, mm -hmm. and that'll probably be the very last scene of Game of Thrones is sure. them resolving that issue. Hmm. So like the, everything in between has been showing the worst that people are capable of and the best that they're capable of and how sometimes both of those are necessary to fight something See, that is just a chaotic force. I sort of wonder if, if it may go the opposite where they have to build an, an uneasy alliance to defeat the White Walkers, but then that shits over and they're like, all right, now we're back on, now we're back to our petty issues. Maybe. I don't know. Well, Game of Thrones, is, they've announced an end, so it does have an end. Uh, I think it's either one more season or two more seasons, but that's it. Um, so, I mean, Lawrence, there, I guess once it ends, you could go back and watch the whole thing if you want. I have no interest. This, oh, okay. <laughs> I got to season three and I was like... It's, it's going to go one of two it's ways. It's just pointless, pointless plot at this well, point. Well, the, the show's either... Because the show, a lot of what the show and the books have done is sort of sub subverting expectations where you think, like, I've heard this story. Oh, they did that. Oh, wow. Yeah. But at the same time, it does follow a lot of the common themes of, like, the hero's journey. Sure. And, like, the resurrection of characters who have been, like, long dead and, like, they'll like, bring them back. It's very comic booky in that regard. So it's either going to go one way where it's going to be, like... These two forces are going to join, and then they're going to they're going to kill the evil, and it's all great. Or this is a evil winter that always comes, that comes no matter what, and is unstoppable. And they're going to be like, "We're going to win," and then no, you they don't win. Lose, yeah. Everyone dies, and the whole cycle starts anew, which has also been done to death. So I don't know. It's that that's my my old theory. Ten hours of this, really? Yeah. Ten hours of that. Oh, it's just a it's hard in this but day and age. I was hoping for, it was animated. It's, it's animated. hard in this day and age to blame something for not being original. Thanks. It is, yeah. You know? I agree. Um, but if it's told well, it's told well. I, to me, it's like, Week Week fell off in season two, but Jane the Virgin is oh, a good yeah. example of a show that begins with a premise, not a question. It's an interesting premise. I'd like to see where this premise goes and where it takes the characters. Well, that's how I felt um, about How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. But Jesus' mom no, did it first. How I Met Your Mother starts Jane with the Virgin, a question. So. Yeah, that's, 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 my, that's why how I, how I Met Your Mother pissed people off. It's because it started with a question, oh, not a premise. And so... Ultimately, people continued watching because they liked the characters, but also in the back of the head, they were like, I can't wait to find out the answer to this question. And the, the writers hadn't even thought of the answer. Yeah, I'm sure they hadn't. They just asked a question without ever even considering 
Maybe they had one, but then they changed no. it as soon as they were like, yeah. wait, we can make this last for 80 seasons? Yeah. There, there are some that. interesting reads on the finale, because I think they shot multiple ones. I never watched that much of that show, but I just, in the re general reaction to the finale, I like went and read some stuff about it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'll do that with shows where like I wasn't into it, but it's just such an like iconic moment in television. I'm like, yeah. I'll see what people well, are saying. Well, at some point you realize, you're like, well, you're not going to meet the mother, because it's just mostly about a story about a guy telling his kids about all the girls he banged yeah. who they, weren't his mother, which I always thought was a little weird. do meet the mother, and oh, she's like yeah. really prominent in the last season. But what did you, what did you read? Right. I don't remember it all exactly, but basically like you, you meet the mother, and then the mother's dead. People loved the mother, that and they kill least, her off. And that show had jokes, though. Uh, whereas, whereas a drama, I guess, I guess, I guess the circuitous interweavings of people's narratives interest people. It never really has for me because it's just you are the one moving the pieces, or rather, I can't disconnect the fact that this is all constructed from it being also never ending. Whereas, if there are jokes, at least there's. There's moments of build up and release. Whenever you're building a joke and then you pay it off. Well, they, they Whether were, or not their jokes is kind of sure, your opinion. It's subjective. <laughs> they, they had I a, guess Game of Thrones has action set pieces. Well, Game of Thrones has before. violence and nudity. Yeah. Like, Keeps that's great. Yeah, and performance, I would say that like performance is something like cinematography and performance. Downton Abbey is a great example of a show that's that true. has all of the, like the narrative about Downton Abbey isn't what hooked me at all. The premise, none of that grabbed me. The cinematography... The performances and the and the uh, sound is what got me in. Well, Unfortunately, that meant after three seasons, I was like, "All right, I've yeah. seen yeah. this house enough, and I'm bored." But that was like fateful findings for me. It was like all those things <sighs> what got is fateful me findings? in. Segway. Oh, That's what we were just we're going further. The Neil down. Green movie we watched. We watched. Oh, yeah. that movie's great. <laughs> great. <It's laughs> not, oh, Bruce, you really missed out. I really wanted to see Adam. Don't watch it for the next one. I won't. Maybe you can elocute the difference to me, but to me, fateful findings is equally as reminding that there are terrible things in this world as Hanson v. Predator. I mean, one but is I, a sin against other human beings, and the other is a sin against uh, art. Enjoyable, I would say. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, they're both garbage. I guess. I guess in 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 one situation in your weird world, there are people who there's the potential for them to get hurt. Whereas in Neil Breen's world, no one gets hurt, and I get to enjoy myself. Well, except every know, actress man. that he makes touch him. Well, no, that's, yeah. that's like, horrible. I guess they got paid. They so got paid. One and of my, that dude uh, brought that young girl a bag of Cheetos, so one of my favorite makes that ahead. One of my favorite things in the world are people like Tommy Wiseau, before he became self-aware, who put I so much... <laughs> well, they put so much of themselves into something and then fail miserably, <laughs> but they had the best intentions to make something good, and they thought what they were doing was good and they thought it was good enough to share with the world. That's why I love Mystery Science Theater. Like that was always like, you see these movies where you're like, wow, someone believed in this. That's a lot crazy. of people believed in it. Yeah. yeah. You're and describing uh, Faithful Findings. Faithful. Faithful. It was, that, he's, he's new Tommy Wiseau. Well, that's what made me so happy. He's been around for a while. Yeah. You're but, describing man. a, uh, you're describing a very, like a, it's, it's the, it's the term called nanar, which is a French term, which is something that's terrible but made with earnest. Mm -hmm. um, a movie that's so bad it becomes funny because it requires a lack of self-awareness. It requires an earnest effort to make something good. And then that dissonance between you understanding the artist's creation and what they actually ended up having, that's the, that's the stupid French term for and it. Hey, God bless them because I've never made a movie. Neil Breen has made four. It's, so. it's, yeah, Three. It's, it's weird. That fourth one still is up in the air. <laughs> no, it's the audio, the audio <laughs> listeners it's can't hear my air quotes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you can knock these things out in a weekend. It's, it's great. I, I said when we watched that whole thing, which I was not expecting to do yesterday um, <laughs> or uh, Saturday, was I want to film a documentary about someone like this making this movie and how they go about achieving it. Well, it's like American movie. Haunt, American movie, yeah. 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 
It's kind of yeah. that. Two Minnesota guys. But just, that guy, huh. even that guy, like, even that guy was just like, he was trying. And if you watch like his short films, they're, they're schlocky or whatever, but they're not like this. Oh, yeah. Like the, the, someone who makes a genre film, okay, all right, sure. You get your merits. That's how a lot of people start. You just get blood packets and you smear them all over your buddy and you're trying to do that. Like, ah, we did it. When you make like a weird philosophical drama, love story, something like that, it's just Political so thriller. Political oh, thriller. Really? He hacked Ooh. the government. Yeah, he, he hacked the government. He's got I don't want to spoil anything. Have you pulled up the trail? Uh, <laughs> we have to do an ad read, yeah? Thank you for... Uh, thank you for oh, did Neil bring sponsors? I was waiting for a lull. Yeah, yeah there's not going to be a lull in this <laughs> He one. paid yeah. us to not talk about his movie. Uh... Gosh, if uh, I guess if you're if you're burned out, consuming the worst things that the planet has to offer, maybe reach for something better, like a Kit Kat bar. Oh, there you go. At your local Seven Eleven. So yeah, Kit Kat sponsoring us again. Last time we got a huge crate of Kit Kats. Yeah, yeah where is that? I love Kit Kats. I guess they were supposed to last the year. What, are they crazy? <laughs> oh boy, we had, a week. we had to put hide a box because we needed them to. You needed to hold them up. Yeah, we actually had to use them. So, so anyway, we got Kit. We're being sponsored by Kit Kat again, yet we have none to eat. I'm sorry, but your enthusiasm for consuming Kit Kat should translate to the audience that we are very serious about <laughs> Kit Kats as a uh, a treat you can give yourself every once in a while. Uh, Kit Kat suggests that you stop by 7-Eleven, get a Kit Kat bar and a cup of coffee, which to me sounds like a pretty great way to, to start an evening. Good, good dunk. Yeah, good dunking material. Um. Uh, it's a good way to, yeah, Elise is already clutching your stomach. It's making me hungry. <laughs> but if, you have a, if you're suffering through a bad film, or uh, or another an episode of Game of Thrones where fucking nothing happens again. <laughs> Maybe just take a chomp on that Kit Kat bar. It'll make it all better. So uh, thank you, Kit Kat, for your sponsorship. And uh, they would encourage you to take a bold-tasting break. Indulge in the delicious combination of smooth milk chocolate and light crispy wafers of a Kit Kat bar. So thanks, Kit Kat. Uh, Neil Brain, right. Let me pull up that trailer. I, yeah. I seriously would ask you to just watch the one episode from last season, The Battle of the Bastards. Oh, it was, yeah. It, oh, it won an Emmy. Like, you went it, back to Game of Thrones. Why yeah, is sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, just watch no, that man. one. That's all. What, did we watch what that did it with win Lawrence? an Emmy for? We watched uh, one episode of Cinematography, a few other things. But um, Lawrence is right. There is a lull in that show. Like, oh, absolutely. There, every like four show or five, four has five, a lull. Yeah, I know that's true. Four or five episodes but, are just so, like so really every boring. Every movie has a lull because you can't have dudes punching each other for yeah, two and a half hours. Not Faithful Finders. Frank. Hardcore <laughs> Henry is pretty up there. Hardcore Henry, there's a lot of action. Let me let me explain it this way. This is the reason those movies are like an hour and twenty minutes. I this think is, Game of Thrones is a predictable lull. I'm sorry, Lawrence. Okay. I've, I was trying to say it for like ten times. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, yeah, I guess every every show has a predictable lull in the middle of the season. For me, no. this is not a fault of the media that I'm spurning. It's more in my <laughs> personal choice of what I like to spend my time. Yeah, on. yeah absolutely. Yeah. I don't. Petter's getting caught doing the deed. Yeah, exactly. I I generally don't <laughs> like television because I've seen enough TV shows that, like, once it. And, and again, this is going to make me sound really pretentious, but most TV shows are patterned, like all narratives are patterned. Movies, at least, there's more density, and I know that it's going to end because it has to, unless they leave it open for a sequel. But uh, it's one of those, I could be spending my time doing anything on this planet. I don't want to spend it watching the same story recycled endlessly through different actors and, and TV shows and things like so that. So I, I would say, like, because I generally agree, I think most TV... 95% to 99% of TV is garbage, just pure garbage. And I'm not yeah. even talking about reality television. I'm talking about like narrative oh, things. He's doing drugs. Um, <laughs> I'd say it's garbage. But I would say that watching a movie is like going to a prostitute. Okay. Boom, you're done. 
like no, there's no conversations really. There's an exchange of money, and then you're getting what you want from said person. Whereas television is more about pursuing someone. There's this week after week anticipation, and then all of a sudden it's gone for eight months. Yeah. You're like, well, what am I gonna do now? Like, that's I think that's part of the television experience is that anticipation. And sometimes it means that you get stuff like Battle of the Bastards and Game of Thrones, which is just the you didn't masturbate for six months, and then you just bang the hottest person you've ever known, yeah. like in your whole life. It's just like, like it's an explosion, and it's like, oh my god, I've been waiting for so long. Well, there's such a thing as character development and the likability of certain people, where you want to go along with their journey because my life's pretty boring compared to what they're doing. I'm like, hey, what's Davos doing this week? Oh, Davos, I he's can't a great read. guy. Yeah, but still you can't can, read. You can still, <laughs> you can still get stuff like that from movies. You know, especially when you think of like Lord of the Rings or but it's, whatever. It's a lot harder though to develop characters in two hours sure. than it is yeah. over ten hours in one season. Lawrence is a mystery know? to me though because well, then, then, I was gonna say, but then you spend your time spending like playing a fuck ton of video games. I like video games. Well, that totally fine, oh. totally fine. But a, a lot of them are have the worst stories well, and the even, worst voice oh, acting. Not even that. He's like Game of Thrones. Can't watch it. Plot's terrible. Watch like two hundred episodes of Passion. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> so. Which Passion, I would argue is it's, pure character. Well, it's background noise. And also, Got it up. doesn't, kind of like Jane the Virgin, doesn't make any overtures to being anything but that. And it also embraces it to the point where it's almost, it's almost a, uh, kind of like you're talking about trying to anticipate where show is going. They, in that show in particular, try to make a point to, like, trip you up. So there will be flashbacks with terrible, terrible, like, props and things. There will be gas that rolls in and changes what people look like. There's all kinds of just... <laughs> Once they take the restraints off off of the world, and I hate to call it that, yeah. of of the town of Harmony, right? Uh, they can <laughs> they, do whatever they want, and then it's like an in joke between you and the show. I just wish I wish that those like any of those were creative decisions because they're not. I guarantee you, they're not. There, this person is going to be gone. They want to oh. go on vacation for six weeks, or they <laughs> ask for fifteen dollars more on their paycheck, and so they're gone. And so the gas, we're, what do we do? We have to replace the actor. <laughs> Well, uh, what about gas rolls in? <laughs> okay, that's, that's and it changes too. his face. I, I, it's like, that's a thing, though. It's like, it's not even a... Is that better or worse than a character, like, breaking their own character development to either exit a show or something like that? Or, like, in Downton Abbey, character's driving, gets in a car wreck dead. Like, that's, that's a very soap opera way to exit a show. Yeah. I prefer I stopped them... watching Downton Abbey at that point. Right, yeah. I, I did, too. Broke it. Uh, but to me, it's but like... But that guy got skinny and then was on The Guest, and that was a good movie. Yeah. Fucking yeah, soundtrack too, man. Dan Lawrence. Stevens, take my heart. No, I think those are. I think, but those are moments where it, it that broke the sh that literally broke the show for me. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I'm done. But at least they didn't try to, because what some shows do, and Mr. Robot did this, which really bugged me, is a character will act out of character to solve a plot problem, and then they're like, shit, that's out of character. All right, let's just invent something and have the monologue for a sec, and then do the character breaking thing to fix it. Yeah. And then once that happens, I'm like, okay, so this plot wasn't going anywhere. You had a problem that you had to fix, and this is this was your band-aid. Oh yeah. Hmm. And then I'm just like, I don't, okay. I guess yeah. I, now I, that it's just building blocks, I don't care. Garbage. I, I grew yeah, up. You're right. I don't. I mean, Bruce can attest to this. We always talk about this. This is more or less the golden age of television, where yeah. I grew up with when the best show was X Files, and that was like, Ugh. you were lucky if once a month it was a good cohesive story that yep. continued on, and it was like a really good one. But for the most part, you just watched it because fuck, there was nothing else, and it was like, this is what you get for Friday night. Enjoy. Yep. And it was like, whereas now. It's like almost unlimited choice, and TV's better than it's ever been. Yeah. 
uh, compared to what it used to be, where it's a lot more cinematic. It's a lot more like film. Yeah. I don't know. Sopranos was one of the... Sopranos, I think, was one that kicked it off and was like, TV can be exceptional. Well, well, also Lost. Lost is the same way. I mean, as much as we all hate Lost, they started the overarching narrative, you know, really long seasons, really long drama, uh, and making it sort of acceptable. Because that was something that a lot of people didn't do. they, They almost flipped it and said... We want to do shorter seasons, which they did later, because they oh, said yeah, they yeah. were stre- they were clearly stretching the narrative. Well, they they innovated on that too. Yeah, which is awesome. Speaking of uh, X Files, you doing that? And speaking of things that are awesome, <laughs> and things that end and resolve themselves, Gravity Falls. Oh, oh, yeah. oh yeah, man, that's a yeah. good show. Wow. At okay. least I finished Gravity Falls this week. Uh, I don't mean to interrupt. I fell seasons? asleep. At least fell asleep. Wow, that's last been really good. No, I love Falls, it. I am so in love awesome. with the show. So well, in love with the show, but we were watching it super late. So. She always does this thing where it's like, all right, let's watch the last episode. She's like, good idea. Can you scratch my... <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, uh, I, have, I have a special guest to call away in on this. On oh, this I know who it is. Yeah. Is, no, Gus, is Gus going to tell us about Gravity Falls? Yeah, he is. Hey, Gus. Can you hear us? Oh, you can. Okay. All right, Gus. Um, I'm weighing in on the fact that all TV is garbage and the form itself is flawed and it's all just a big sham to create fake... Uh, why the fuck is Skype fucking with me? Shut up! Um, so, so can you please tell these people that entertainment is a, a flawed way to spend any human being's time <laughs> before we all die and rot in the ground? I'm really sad for you, Lawrence. I've been watching for a while and... Um, it just seems like you can't take enjoyment. It's- yeah, Gus. <laughs> All right, Gus. Uh, my man. This isn't how I expected this to go, Gus. <laughs> so, here's the thing. You know, what are your options? You can either be entertained by a television or go talk to someone. Nine times out, 99 times out of 99, I'm going to rather <laughs> watch true, something yeah. to go talk yeah. to someone. <laughs> That's true. Uh, I have a third option. Play a video game and get a false sense of accomplishment in addition to not talking to anybody. Hmm. Okay. I, I do. I do. That, that's how I split my time. So uh, I'll partially agree with you there. <laughs> about getting laid and not talking to somebody. Oh yeah, there we go. That's the or best. Or looking of all at worlds. them. Yeah. I guess that's kissing them on right the lips. There. Yeah. yeah. Video games force for, are starting to more and more mimic movies and TV though. They're forcing these cruddy yeah, narratives and stuff in favor of it's bad. not playing. Like, cause you liked what was it? Quantum Break, right? It was yeah. decent. It was decent. All right, uh, Gus, did you like Westworld? Yeah, I love Westworld. I'm okay. really happy to hear you guys uh, all enjoyed it too. Oh, it's so yeah, cool! Yeah. yeah, very very. Lawrence cool. hasn't seen it yet because he hates. Uh, I was watching Luke fun. Cage. Hey, like <laughs> like Which we have talked about pre-orders and video games. There's nothing wrong with waiting. Yeah, you can for television. You can binge it it's all been at the one end of the episode. Yeah, binge it oh. at the end of the season. I'm glad. I felt like there was a time where video games were definitely going that way a lot more. Like before uh, before DLC was called DLC when it was episodic content. And it was like, oh, we're going to release this game over stages. And you get little bits of story, little bit by bit. And I don't think that works at all. Uh, Unless you're Telltale. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Telltale has managed to make or that do they, a... Do they still do episodes? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't do that anymore. Like, I, I refuse to play a Telltale game until they're all out. Because, yeah. like, yeah. when I was playing Tales from uh, Borderland, like, I was like, I, I can't remember what my decisions were. By the time yeah. I'm on episode three, I'm like, who the fuck are these people? Yeah. <laughs> well, King's Quest is still in the midst of, re- of releasing episodes. Who? How long has wow. that been going that, on? I don't know. So I, wait a I, minute. This sounds, like, this sounds like you're not in favor of the episodic structure upon which TV is based and then even programmed. I'm, I'm, I'm for it when it has a regular release schedule and you know when to look for it. I'm not for it when 
it's a model where it's like, maybe the next one comes out in a month, maybe it comes out in two. We don't know. You won't know until a week before. Also, well, yeah. not, not necessarily either. A lot of uh, television is getting programmed into binge watching now. Yeah, you're right. So like they're they're making 13 episodes and being like, here's all of them, like House of Cards did. Yeah. yeah. So they're they're going they're that way. Like yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. Like who cares? But also, it's like way different. Like it's way different when you're waiting. I wouldn't watch Game of Thrones if there was four months between every single episode. Yeah. No way. Absolutely not. Yeah, it but because it's just one week, that's a fairly reasonable it's, human it's amount enough. of time. To, <laughs> yeah. Give me that hit. Hit. yeah. I mean, that was my Mr. Robot for the last couple of weeks. It was just like, couldn't wait till Tuesday or Wednesday or whenever the hell it came out. <laughs> yeah, you couldn't wait. I like, don't know what day it was. <laughs> Until Game of Thrones inevitably takes that one week off and you have to wait two weeks and it's fucking terrible. Oh, yeah. yeah they the Memorial, didn't do that this year, though. Memorial Day, right? Or late whatever. I think they did. I think they, they did. did. Did yeah. they? Yeah. Like, oh, oh, you know, they started doing that because... In season two, the Battle of uh, Blackwater or whatever, the Blackwater Bay or whatever, that was like their most expensive episode of the season. And they did it on Labor Day weekend. It was like the lowest ratings. And they're like, well, mm. never fucking doing they're that again. Doing again yeah. Like, we're going to do it when people are home. Yeah, not with their dupe dumb families. That makes sense. Hot dogs. Yeah, hot fuck. dogs anytime. There's fucking <laughs> right, blood in the show. You're going to watch it. There's blood in the water. Sorry, Lawrence. So, so that's like television. Who would spend time with their family over watching Game of Thrones? I, I guess I just don't understand. Nobody. It's a family no show. Nobody. No idea. It's like, play with her ass. <laughs> Guess you really let me down. <laughs> no, 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 no. You, you just gotta, you gotta reframe the way you're thinking about it. That's all. Uh, yeah. I, you were supposed to be the negative one. He is. I thought we, I thought we had solidarity here. I am negative, but I mean, you gotta view it. My, my appreciation of television is from a place of negativity. I'd rather spend time with my television than with humans. Also, I feel like hey, television requires less, and, and Gus does. seems like the kind of it person does. who would make a conscious decision to do this yep. as opposed to this, right? Like, so, like, I don't know. I Fair love enough. I love not doing anything. The more and more you can get to a cocoon like state, yeah. the better it I is. I love it. All right, well, thank, thank you for calling in and stabbing <laughs> me in the back, Gus. <laughs> <laughs> anytime. Anytime. Yeah. All right, see you later, man. We'll see you on your show. Bye. Yeah, so he's going to be on, what, in an hour? Yeah, pretty soon. On the RT um, podcast? Following the, following the post show. Oh, I can find my high school yearbooks. <gasps> All those women I never Did slept you see with. It's those, things are so, those things are so old. Yeah, but they're like black and white, grainy pictures. Yeah. They had color photography. Yeah, <laughs> All mine were in color. Well, but it's also well, like graduation year, 1998. Yeah. yeah. Just be lasers. That was my year. All right, uh, I guess we're, we're running short on time here. We did start a little late, so we ran over a little bit. But before we go... Um, as usual, um, as related to the beginning of this podcast, free, we can cap it out with something else terrible. Not quite as terrible as uh, as Cummies, which you guys missed. I'm sorry. Damn, it's I okay. To hear you that. don't want to see it. It's it's thoroughly. You missed nothing. It's weird. And everything. I wanted to is hear. it what I think it is? Hope what it is? Oh, I don't know. Fanfic. Oh no 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 no. We moved oh, on. There's I worse like on the fanfiction. Oh, I love Boo fanfiction. Boo you. Yeah, so I, like I was fanfiction. I was reminded the other day of a of a wiki edit war that happened on the Silent Hill Wikipedia. <laughs> oh, yeah, you told um, us about some dude, username Alex Shepard, went on a on a warpath editing every entry about Silent Hill, relating it back to <laughs> circumcision. Because that's which, what it was about, right? Which he, you know, yeah, clearly. According to him. Which he Wait, Silent Hill one or two? Four specifically. <laughs> oh, of course. Walter Sullivan apparently <laughs> was the, the visitation of Yeah. Makes sense. So uh there was a set at war, and then the, 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 there were some silent edits back and forth, and then eventually the conversation boiled over into the surface mm. with, with various editors of the Silent Hill Wiki arguing with each other publicly on boards and sure. leaving notes and things like that. Makes sense, yes. So uh, here's one of the admins. <laughs> here's one of the admins uh, edits re-male genital mutilation. This is, a, this is a thread, and here's the beginning of it. I don't quite remember the game being a lunatic anti-male genital mutilation rant, so I figured the article should probably be the same way and be removed as such. 
Even if that section is found to be worth keeping, if reinstated, it should probably do more than pay lip service to Sullivan's mental state rather than being some unhinged polemic. That's, that's the, uh, okay. the justification for it. That seems Alec, reasonable. Yeah. Seems reasonable. Alex Shepard yeah. Shepherd writes back, You're a fucking horrible human being for advocating <laughs> genital mutilation, in all caps. And 99% of Americans who advocate mutilating penises are fucking brainwashed morons. <laughs> Circumcision can have a huge effect and huge influence on the development of a human being's psyche. It's the truth. What are you trying to, what you are trying to do is erase American history and hide the truth. Seriously, don't be on the wrong side of history. It's like trying to delete the Holocaust article on Wikipedia saying it's some anti-Holocaster, anti-Nazi rant. That's how brainwashed you sound. No one, and then reply, nobody is advocating <laughs> genital mutilation. I'm against circumcision myself, but a lot of that section is entirely irrelevant to Silent Hill. After describing the evidence that shows Walter might have been circumcised, there was no need to include completely irrelevant information about how bar barbaric American doctors were. That stuff belongs on websites dedicated to that topic, not a sound of a pyramid. No, a pyramid on his head. That's his insecurity. Yeah. He takes the he take he takes the top of the pyramid, he folds it down, and he cuts it off. <laughs> then we his got one more reply. Penis tips. After that, after that seemingly mm -hmm. yeah. uh, reasonable, well reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. You are so deluded. Silent Hill is all about exposing the atrocities of America. Cool. That's the entire purpose of it. It is a fact and truth that circumcision damages the male psyche and is part of a brainwashing dark ritual. And no, I won't remove it. For circumcision should be banned and the American government, or Illuminati at this rate, should actually acknowledge it because it's an injustice to Americans. It also helps give backstory and understanding of male, male genital mutilation in America. People need to wake the fuck up and realizing what's happening to humanity. If, you, if you're ever in an argument, you find yourself in an argument, and you want to lose, bring up conspiracy theories. <laughs> yeah. Whether whether they could be the closest thing to correct or not, sure, yeah, don't don't, don't fucking do it. Yeah, you just them. come off as crazy person. There's another really long one, but I'm not going to read That's that. That's so good. And so we'll close out with this real true video. Um, Is it about Silent Hill and circumcision? No, it's just somebody's just trying to figure the world out. No one's there. This has call, to be a call-in question for some sort of quiz show. This has to be a vlog. joke. This has to be a joke. She's I'm, I'm she's waiting. smarter than us. She's got to be smarter. I'm waiting for Chris Hansen to walk through the crowd yes. over there. <laughs> Hello, Lawrence, Hello. Lawrence, We'd like to talk to you about the videos we have on your This has to be. She's a joke. fucking yeah. with us. She's a comedic genius. Gravity or something? Oh, gravity. So, like, 15 pounds is actually really light in England. 
She's being funny. This has to be a joke. joke. You want to? You want to know how I know? Real. Here. What are her other tweets like? It's a green screen. Well, no. Here's the thing. Yeah. This is how you know. Yeah. Because it's got 2,300 retweets and she hasn't deleted it. That's it's not, not from her. It's not hers. Oh fuck! Somebody else posted it. Oh, that's not cool. Are they monetizing it? I don't know. I mean, right. it's a Twitter video. It didn't play an ad. So. Okay. That has to be a joke. Oh, that's a joke. She's fucking with us. Oh man, it's so good though. That was really good. She yeah. was, she's either really funny or really stupid. Hire that girl. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Can oh, you have edit? our first female member of Funhouse. <laughs> Oh, Finally. Uh, I wish I wish her the best. <laughs> I, I hope she doesn't fall down an elevator shaft or nah, something. she'll be fine. I hope she gets fall that copy up because well, of gravity. Thing, why she wants Sims three generations? Yeah, that's from a really long time. That's ago. the thing. I think the video was recorded a shit shit oh, like time really ago. really old. Uh, it looked like it was on a really crappy webcam from a laptop. I see those a lot today. Too. Somebody might have yeah, caught it. Mm, yeah. Before vlogging was kind of really a thing. Well, there was vlogging has been a thing for a while. There was a mm, not for teenagers though. Not like young kids. There was a kid who pre YouTube. There was a kid who messaged. I, mean, I think I was showing one of you guys, but he was like, you copied my thumbnail. And I think he was being oh, funny. Yeah, this guy. But it was like, it was a Dishonored video. And it was like, he did the derpy eyes. And I was like, okay, no one invented that. And I looked at this video, it was like a whole like 15 frames a second. I was like, oh, come on, man. <laughs> well, I think that's going to do it for the today's Bola Dude Soup. Sorry. Sorry about coming in so rushed and kind of in a weird frame of mind. We had massive technical failures again. Hey, what is yeah. Well, we got them all fixed, I guess. Never, uh, never apologize for us. What? what? Omar said not his fault this time. Oh, no. Absolutely. Oh, it's no, never no, no, no. all you're wrapped up in prison Omar's justice. Fault. Omar is the only one that keeps this shit <laughs> But I always down. wonder why Omar's so paranoid about it. Yeah, what Omar. is he doing back there? Ooh. That's strange. He's hacking. Is he pulling stuff out? Yeah. Yeah. Levers? <laughs> Unplugging uh-huh. things? He so, trips over wires a lot. <laughs> <laughs> appreciate you guys uh, listening this week. Appreciate you making it through that first, first 15 minutes. We learned. We laughed. Adam clenched up as hard as I've ever seen him. I think his face muscles like locked up for talking about there. cummies. Is that why? Yeah. Oh, that, guys, it was more about Lawrence uh, being an advocate for petters so he can see people die on TV. <laughs> That's all he wants to see. <laughs> I just know it's fake in Game of Thrones, and that really puts me off. Yeah, you want it to be real. Yeah, I understand. So we got the post show coming up. That's when we look at some fan art and uh, talk to the community. Um, we'd also like to remind everybody we got Let's Play Live coming up this weekend. Oh shit! If you're in or around New York yeah. uh, and you already bought tickets, that's awesome. Otherwise, it's sold out. But you have options. Uh, we're, doing, we're doing events through Fathom. So you can go to a movie theater and watch the show live as it happens. Um, and that's in cities all over the nation. So please check the link in the description to find out how to get tickets. Uh, it's tough. Like, we can't give you one link because it's for a shitload of theaters. So basically, you go to the website, you punch in your zip code, and then it'll come up with a list my, of people near you. So my parents may be going to a Fathom event. Oh, cool. Ooh, maybe. That's awesome. And they yeah. get to see you work. Maybe, um, yeah. Air quotes around work. I, don't, I can't spoil it, but we got some stuff in today. Oh, yeah. Some out. Oh. Yeah, and lots of good I'm, stuff. My, my video's coming along. Can't wait to show you guys. We, uh, blow your mind. We always try to one-up ourselves. Um, a flaw, and it, I feel at some point it's going to end up with one of us getting serious, seriously burned at a live event. Oh, geez. But you're going to want to see that. This is every event is before we do it. I'm always like, "Fuck, I don't know, man. I yeah. don't know. I can't. I don't know if we're going to do it this time." Then we do the other. Like that was fucking awesome. Yeah. I can't wait to do it again. Can we do it again. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, yeah, guys, please, please check it out. On, a, on like a more serious note, this is kind of a, a support thing. We want to do more live events, and this is the kind of thing that lets us do it because it's kind of hard to turn money on live events, as it turns out. Um, and this is one way we, we might be able to. So if you have any interest at all, please, we just encourage you to please check it out. Uh, you can go there and meet some people. They're guaranteed to be Rooster Teeth fans. That's you already true. got that in common. Yeah. Uh, you can just treat it like a little mini meetup. Uh, but yeah, check the link in the description again. Um, and thank you guys for watching. We've got the post show coming up. So if you're watching live, stay tuned for that. 
And if you're listening to it or watching on YouTube, thank you so much. Uh, please come back next week. I guarantee there will be 15% less pedophilia. Oh, man. Guarantee that. I'm going to no put a stamp can. on it. I'm going to do it. Boom. Uh, it's impossible. impossible. That's my <laughs> promise to you. So thanks, if you're everybody. on the show, it's happening. <laughs> uh, we'll see you next week. Bye, everybody.